Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. We're live. We're here. That's what Vickers looks like. It's a very exciting day uh, here on Day After Show. Um, I'm sorry in advance if my connection is a little bit spotty. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I decided uh, this afternoon um, to take the really long way from Philadelphia to Cleveland for tonight's show. Um, I, I flew back to Toronto this morning, and now I'm driving from Toronto to Cleveland. Uh, so, you know, it's exciting. Uh, I'm here with my friend Max. He's driving. Max waves to everyone. Tonight's going to be his second show. Uh, we're excited. But RJ and Vickers, how are you guys? Doing great. Yeah, uh, the big face reveal. Um, yeah. yeah, this is what I look like. Met a few people last night, uh, a bit of the BTT crew. But uh, yeah, just ha- happy to be here. Happy talking to you guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. I'm in the car Who with loves- my family. So uh, Maya, yeah. actually, who I, Maya got to see the Met yesterday uh, Maya what was your do you have anything to say about the Met uh, it was really tall and there were a lot of seats I heard you liked running around the empty venue in the afternoon yeah yes it was very really, exciting it was it was more exciting than meeting the guys and seeing all the equipment and hearing the music <laughs> the running up and down the the stairs was the most fun part right I mean how often do you get to run up and down the stairs of an old opera house with no one in it not very much <laughs> True. There we go. So, the three of us, uh, we were all together for the show last night. We had a great crew. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Neil, Micah, Michael, Kev, Tom, Katie, everyone uh, who was there in that box with us. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, oh, and Rachel, of course, uh, your lovely wife, RJ, who's driving. She was with us last night as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think. We all are going to talk about the moment where I think we all expended the most energy dancing uh, a bit later in the show. But let's let's start with the beginning. Doctor Darkness and Yeti, um, RJ. What what did you think of the one two punch opener? Yeah, the um, I was thinking about like 
last night compared to Friday. And I felt like like the Rockdale opener on Friday was just like such a crowd pleasing way to, to kick it off, you know? And like yeah. the, the I think the, the crowd got going with, with Yeti and Dr. Darkness. We were just sort of easing into the show, you know? Yeah. Um, but really good. I mean, their sound and, you know, the Met is amazing, but the sound is just so good, you know? It's like from the beginning. And the crowd is just... Goose fans are great, man. You know, like these people who wait outside all day long to try to get into the venue to get on the grail. And then, you know, it's just it's it's great to see such high energy. So I thought it was a cool way to start. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm not like I typically I'm like uh, Yeti, but it's actually like I, I don't know why I think that because it's a it's an awesome it's an awesome raging song. It was hot. Vickers, what about you? Yeah, no, I, um, I, Darkness had that, like, extended dark intro, like, reminded me a little bit of, uh, like, the New Year's uh, Darkness, um, you know, the vocal shenanigans, uh, Rick doing that dark laughing, like, it, uh, I, I, I guess set, like, that dark mood, um, yeah, and Yeti's just, you know, as RJ said, crowd pleaser, I think, it was, was that the first time we saw Peter on guitar, too, and I think gave him a little time to shine Yeah, uh, yeah at the Met? Yeah, really and, ripped uh, that one. Dude, yeah. he was on the guitar so much last night. Which is yeah. great. Uh, you know, we kind of, I, I was looking for that after no guitar on night one. And then we got born for half an hour. Um, this was, you know, quite the thing for them to drop as the third song of the show. Um, you know, this is, again, this is, they've played three shows so far on this tour. And each one has had a big jam um, over 25 minutes. Um, you know, this one is the, the newer, faster arrangement of Born, um, which I'm still kind of getting used to. Um, I, I think I still like the, the slower one better. But this was another one where they're just demonstrating patience and they're just exploring the space that they were in, you know, in no hurry, letting letting the music take them instead of pushing into a groove like they usually do. And there's that, that quiet segment in like the second half, like that really mellow jam. Um Really amazing textures from Peter, uh, and that I really want—I want to highlight that. Uh, but yeah, what did you, what did you guys think of this jam? Well, I, I was I was thinking during that part, and I, I loved that quiet part. You know, it was so cool. And I I don't know if the music as much as you guys do. I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Those like nice, like really quiet ambient sections where they really just like explore, like because they're they're so fast paced and they're they're always pushing you know it feels like so i don't know if you guys agree or is that like kind of a rare thing to have you know several minutes of kind of extended ambience where they're just sort of like living in the in that quiet space yeah i think i think ryan you hit it that feels like the theme of 2023 just that like more patient jams like you're totally you know i guess uh, in years past a lot of their jams they you know maybe rush to a peak or something like that but they're really just kind of sitting in it and i you, this is like the perfect example of that like the first even the first jam you know we were calling born cadia but really just slowly kind of developed into that and then that second jam was the uh yeah that almost like a dark bliss and i, I don't know how long it went out for like five six minutes or something like that but uh yeah it was awesome um yeah it was a while. This was, I mean, this was crazy. Like, like it was hard to believe that, that it was half an hour. Like, that, you know, 29 Minute Born is the third song of the show. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm I got to, um, I think Ryan might be yeah, freezing. And then we got Walcott. 
Um, first time since uh, last June, I was very, very excited uh, to see Walcott. It's my first one. You know, Rick tried to segue into it like six or seven minutes earlier than they actually did. Um, but then, you know, just kept vamping on the jam and then they just kept going with it uh, for a while. So, you know, Walcott teases in the Bourne. Um, but I, I loved I loved that we got got a Walcott last night. It was great. You you called it early, too. Like, uh, well, I called it when he teased it. Yeah. When he tried to segue in at like 22 minutes in. Yeah, and I, I was I was re-listening to that jam today. I feel like that was when um, like the the, the jam kind of went a little bit like major key, and then Ben started driving to the peak too. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just great jam overall. Yeah, and you guys, um, Ryan, I, I was I love your calling of the songs based on the first note of like to come off of an effect that's one of them does. That was Thanks. really. Uh, that's pretty with fish. I'm like pretty good after, you know, two notes of calling the song, but yeah, you, you have it before they start playing, which is, uh, which is, which is fun. There are clues like, you know, if Peter has guitar or keys, where his microphones are positioned, like, you know, Rick has certain like mannerisms where, how he'll cue the beginning of certain songs. So I'd say, you know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Nobody's disputing that. <laughs> yes. uh, but you were, you guys, everyone was excited to hear that, that, Walcott for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was great. Um, and then uh, we get Rum and then Seekers uh, to close the rest of the set. You know, Rum, they've just kind of been like blowing up the last uh, little while. Like, I don't know, probably the last year or so. Uh, they've been get, We've been getting these really good like 12 to 15 minute versions of the song uh, that cover a lot of ground and are just like relentless. Uh, so this was one of those like, you know, that the yin and yang uh, from the born. Like there we had like the patience and the ambience and then rum is just like straight ahead fire. Yeah. Yeah. We got to end the, the butter rum slander. I'm here to, to do that. Cause uh, yeah, it just uh, absolutely rages, gets the crowd going every time they had this little like stop start um, moment too. And I feel yeah. like that's what really had like the crowd just completely go off and yeah. Live butter rum is uh, it, it's always a rager. It was it was really cool to see, and I think that yeah, that was my second second butter rum in three shows. So like, definitely getting used to it. And, but like, you know, my wife Rachel was like, uh, I don't know if I like this song, and I was like, just give it seven minutes, and it'll you know, it'll be great. And it, 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 <laughs> right, how it always is. <laughs> I've learned that. That's great. Um, it's it was it was really really cool to see that. Like you mentioned, the kind of contrast in the in the improv approach. You know, they just they were really pushing pushing pretty hard there um so it's cool that they have such a diverse um i guess they're like diverse ways of approaching improv you know it's not just the building sweet peaks and you know th there's a lot of diversity which is really cool to see yeah definitely yeah and then i i like seekers in the in this spot um i i think late we talked about this on the pod a lot late first set is the spot for seekers this is where this song belongs. This is where it thrives. Uh, I thought it was great. You know, I, I was in need of a bathroom break too. Uh, so Seekers part one was fantastic. Um, and, you know, back to, to Rage part two, which was great. Yeah, I think it's I like, told you like this, that. Ryan. I've, I've been to eight shows and I have uh, four Seekers one and two. So a total of eight <laughs> Seekers in, in eight shows. Um, but yeah, it's always great. Wow. Uh, Seekers part two is always great. 
I think they, they cut out Tumble. Uh, that, that would have been yeah. an interesting choice maybe to end the set on, but, uh, you know, Seekers 2 always gets it going. Where, was that the only one they cut from the list that you guys saw from set one? Yeah, I think that was the only thing they cut from set one, and then obviously, you know, you're upset about some of the things that they cut from set two, RJ, I know. Um, They're just messing yeah, with me. They are. Listen, I'm excited to get that way it is tonight. Um, it's going to be great. That's honestly, that's why I'm going to Cleveland, because I know they're going to play it, because you're not there. It's, just, it's all for the way it is. Um, and then set break, you know, we had a we had a great, you know, obviously we we're talking about our crew, but we, you know, we got to see lots of people in the surrounding area as well. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Greg Knight was there with us last night. Uh, we, had a, we had a lot of great people. And so by the time the second set started, we were very energized. I think we were all very energized at the beginning of the second set. And then they came out with this SOS. And I think like, like the three of us and Neil, at least, like we were like, you know, I think all of us really just used all of our energy dancing during SOS and then it was like we were way more subdued for the rest of the set. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Well, I guess, Ryan, you have the excuse that this is your third show in three nights. We had the excuse of being in our 40s. Uh, so, you know, maybe uh, we took it a little bit, uh, you know, too hard on that first. But, yeah, I mean, SOS, uh, for me, always like a very sneaky just banger you get like this the pete solo the rick shredding and and just uh you know i love it as a set two opener it's awesome multi-section i mean it's just it's a great song i'm i'm like at that point in in my knowledge of goose where i like forget about songs you know or or i have to like refresh myself on because like some songs kind of sound the same to me at the beginning and then i'm you know like wait what is this again um, but that's so i think that's the first time i've seen that live and it's it's really cool it's it's really man um there, there was a lot going on there i got like a pretty good like minute long video during the the you know when rick was like just building the peak and um crowd was going nuts and that was yeah that was a it was definitely a, a highlight for sure yeah every version of sos that you see live feels like the best version of sos they've ever played and it's awesome that's a sign of a good song it's it's such a good song it was great and then they followed up with lead up um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this song. Again, more Peter guitar, just rock and roll Rick. Um, really excellent song. Um, I thought it was good, like a great one-two punch to open the second set. Here, we'll talk about the next song uh, in a minute. But I thought it was, I, I really liked this song in the placement. I was very excited to see it for a second time. Um, but yeah, what, what did you guys think of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I love read up, uh, Lead Up. I, I feel like Rick, really likes it like just uh i don't yeah. know just something i was getting from that last night um i don't know Ar what do you think the song sounds like it almost almost feels like a little bit like 90s rock almost or like older school rock i, I don't know but uh yeah i'd be curious to get your thoughts yeah definitely yeah and i, I do think you're right like i think like I, I see this with fish and a lot of other bands like the new material is just super energizing to the artists you know and you can tell that they're just happy to be playing new stuff like thatch was is like that still i think you know and and this seems like but yeah it's like a it's an interesting like you th think about those these new songs even just thatch compared to, to to last night i mean totally different totally different approaches totally different songs and totally different styles but yeah it's more of like a yeah like 90s all rock kind of tune which is which is great um and i think that's where I like said, you know 
I was gonna say, I, right. said at the debut, I said at the debut, it kind of felt like uh, chili peppers. Mm. I think that's why we, if people are like, well, this just sounds like every other jam band. It's just like you, you really, that's just, I mean, that's demonstrably false. If you actually, if you listen, especially with the new material, I think they're, I think they're going in more and more diverse directions with, with the new songs. And I just like starting with, you know, the drip field stuff. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. It's, it's definitely like, it's definitely pushing boundaries, which I think is, is awesome. I wonder if it's conscious, like in terms of, uh, just in terms of like, not sounding like, you know, jam bands like and i know rick and you know i know they're all they're all fans of a lot of music including a lot of indie rock and 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 that sort of thing but it is interesting if there's if they're doing that consciously or if that's just where the inspiration comes from yeah um i agree and man uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see how this song continues to evolve and where it kind of settles in to placement in the show you know we got it in the first set uh at the cap we got it you know early second set last night so i'm curious to see where it kind of lands and then there they go into so ready to me this was like the only really big misstep of the night set list wise i feel like you know we're in the middle of the second set now we're two songs in we've kind of gotten like the energy is ready to go primed for like a modavon and all i need a wisteria something like that uh for a big jam uh they dropped the so ready which the energy did not dip at all because the energy can't dip during so ready um the place was going nuts still very amazing so ready um but i i, I was looking for a jam at this point in the set personally how did you how did you guys feel about the mid set to so ready yeah i mean uh i don't know i'm, I'm always just happy to be there okay <laughs> it's uh I would have liked Empress. I, I know that was kind of left off the, the set list. I would have been, a, you know, so if, if, if I think about like what, what I would have switched in or out, um, I still haven't chosen a, a team yet. I know people have been asking me that, um, you know, team so or team slow. I don't know. We'll RJ, be hosting, what, are, what are you? We'll be hosting a special episode uh, of the choice, the Vickers choice when he does <laughs> decide to commit to one team. Taking my talents, taking my talents to slow ready. Um, right. I do think the, the comments of like, slow ready is just a sexy song is a is is that's a that's a hard view to argue with um i, I do think like the to your point ryan like it's a little formulaic you know um in the middle of a set like you know what it's going to be like and i think it's rarely goes way out there so so i i see what you mean i did have a lot of friends who were coming to philly who didn't you know go to boston and who really wanted to, to hear so ready so i i think it's you know, there are a lot, a lot of people I knew who were excited to, to hear that. But it is an interesting call in the middle of a, of a second set, um, especially given the, the second set on Friday night, which just felt like it felt more, just like a more um, cohesive adventure, sort of. Yeah. You know, I was speaking with Neil about this yesterday, but I, I actually now that I remember, I, I took that chance to just look around the crowd and and. Uh, my previous shows were, were Westville of last year. You know, the crowd was just a different vibe. You know, it was, I think, pre-Trey, Radio City, Red Rocks, um, you know, even Mohegan. And I felt like half the crowd didn't maybe know all the songs or, I don't know, just felt like newer. Uh, these Philly shows were the first ones where you were looking around the crowd and everybody knew the songs. Like, everybody was, like, it, it was just a different kind of energy. I mean, maybe you guys have gone to other shows you know, since then, but that, you know, so, but so during So Ready, was that also the one where I think Pete called out the balcony after the, uh, 
he was like, yeah, it was right after that too, right? I so, think I mean, so, yeah. yeah the, the crowd was loving it. So I guess hard to argue with the, the live crowd, even if it doesn't you know, hold up on tape. It was it was a lot of um and a lot and more more Peter guitar, which is great. I mean his like his his antics while he's playing guitar are just amazing, you know. It's it's his really Yeah, and it's just it's just it's fun, you know, it's infectious. So I think that's cool. And you know, as with as with any live music, like whatever's whatever's driving them is is what we're gonna get. So um it is it it, it wasn't I thought it was an interesting choice. And I was also expecting some, you know, uh, just like a <laughs> Madhavan or something, but it was uh, it was great. There we go. Um, and then the set closes with the big, the improvisational meet, if you will, uh, the Rosewood and the Dripfield. Great pairing here. The Rosewood was hot once again. Uh, Rick actually, so Rick popped the string during his So Ready solo, um, and so he used his backup guitar for the song part of Rosewood. And then when you know, shout out to uh, Padge, stage manager. Um, and whatever other members of the crew were on that, uh, replacing the string uh, during Rosewood, so Rick could have his guitar back for the jam. Um, you know, that was great. And so he, you know, the crowd loved him switching guitars as the jam started, um, which gave Peter a chance to kind of, you know, step out initially. Um, but it was great. It was hot. Segway into Dripfield was great. Um, you know, this is this is Dripfield we're talking about here. Like, he kills every single time, um, and. Like they, they got into it here. Also interesting on the set list. Uh, we'll talk about this one after we talk about this, but this wasn't supposed to be the set closer. It's supposed to be a mid set drip field, which doesn't happen very often at all. Well, I feel like, I feel like the set list is based on what I've seen from like the printouts is a template, right? Like it's like, here are 10 songs and maybe we'll yeah. get to six, you know? Um, yeah. Guideline. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, I was at that the second night of uh, West Westville, New Haven, when they when they played Driftfield and then left and came out and finished it. And I was wondering if they were going to do that. Um, I don't know if they've done that a lot since then, but that was like that was so awesome to see. Um, Rosewood is interesting. There's like a, I think I said to Neil during that at some point, maybe to you guys, like if their singing wasn't so good, it would sound like a, like a really really classic jam band song you know just like the 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 chorus and the but like their singing just takes it to like a different level um but i, I really like it um but I, I was excited to hear that segue in the drip field for sure yeah that was uh, uh ryan knows I'm a, I'm a bit of a fluffer when it comes to certain songs like arcadian tumble i feel like those are the ones that i'll always fluff and uh I'm not going to hasty rank, but you know, that was my first Rosewood. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I love Rosewood jams. Um, and I love jams where, you know, Rick, it's not Rick, you know, leading things or driving things. Like I, I, I kind of, you know, the, the Chrysalis Earthling or Alien is kind of like the, the, you know, my favorite example of that, but, uh, yeah, just kind of built around Ben and Jeff. Like they were really driving that thing and just has, has this great beat. And, uh, and then they shift to this kind of like grungy or rock sound and rock and peak. I mean, I, you know, I could talk about Rosewoods forever, but, uh, I, I love this one. Um, yeah. And then drip field set closer. You just, you can't complain. I think more, you know, Ben and Jeff more sort of like percussion driven, um, you know, jamming and, and, uh, you know, just great, great ending to the set too. Yeah, and just like shout out to Ben and Jeff, and you know the that combined 
sound like polyrhythm i guess is is the easiest way to put it like <clears throat> that that is drip field you know and without without their combination like that song wouldn't really be possible you know so that's like it just it it it, it it's always there but it kind of is emphasized during certain songs and i feel like drip field is like the prime example where it's like this rhythmic drumming is is what propels the whole thing yeah i think uh ryan's on mute but uh yeah i, I think i've said that before like you know goose is drip field drip field is goose especially like the two drummer uh you know goose yeah, yeah. it is the, the primal the primal drums uh a, a primal banger as we like to say sometimes um and then in the encore slot uh, we get the, it's the end of a two night run. We're playing somewhere else tomorrow and we're going to play a quick rocker here. Uh, and they drop the love light. Nice secret agent man tease in the middle there, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, as I say, every single time there's a tease that we talk about, I love teases. I love hearing them uh, and getting to note them on the set list. So I, I appreciate I appreciate neither of you guys mentioning that I that I was not there during the encore. I was I wasn't gonna uh, you know blow up your spot we, like that. So here's the thing about home the hometown shows are the the difficulty is that if you have kids like we had a babysitter three nights in a row because Thursday night we went out to dinner but um you know these shows ended what time did they end each like end of encore was twelve twelve. 30 12 15 12 30 yeah so like we were like we got we gotta get we gotta go home and i'm i'm glad that uh we my my buddy i was in the uber with was checking the checking your feed to make sure they didn't play the way it is for, as an right encore because that it's was like, the, oh, you missed love light okay the, the worst yeah he was i was like actually that's okay um but anyway that was a um that was a we had to we yeah we got out pretty quickly um but what was what i don't know if i've heard one of those recently so it's it's a little more little more in the rock vein than like the the dead vein is that right correct yeah more more aggressive it was that was last played uh in st louis in october uh lovely so been a minute but and then after the show like i mean rj unfortunately weren't there for it but we were all our little group like we didn't want to leave like we were all just <laughs> chatting for a while uh just you know enjoying the great company uh shout out to uh megan uh as well who was there with us last night um i don't know i i may have missed other people who were in our crew but what a what a crew we had it was great yeah super Very fun fun yeah. fun run uh, ryan introduced me to to ben um oh. but then who who is not on twitter or i feel like the internet and introduced me as like an internet legend and Ben was just like, I mean, he was actually very nice about it, but yeah, uh, was a little, it was a little embarrassing. Yeah. But, I was no, like, was, this yeah. guy is a Twitter legend right here. And Ben was very politely like, you know, I guess that is important, but like, <laughs> cool. Like, you know, um, shout great. out to Ben for not, not making shout out it to the super whole awkward family. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Micah and her popcorn, you know, we talked about that on the pod yesterday for anybody um, who does not follow Micah or Michael on social media. Um, Micah did get her popcorn again last night, and she did have it for breakfast again this morning. Um, there was talk of the popcorn box being framed. Uh, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of the popcorn saga. So, but a popcorn a popcorn box made it back to our house too. I think night okay, one. Okay, nice. Micah misses her popcorn. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Well, that brings so us to the you, end. What do you guys? Oh. 
Yeah. Ryan, well, I just have a question for both of you guys. What do you what what show will you go back to more, Friday or Saturday Friday night or Watch. Thursday? I guess because you yeah. or maybe of the last three. Um, probably Friday for me. Um, I think it's the like most complete show. I felt that you know both sets were great. There's improv in both sets. So as a full show, probably Friday. And I think Echo is the jam of the first three shows for me. Yeah. Yeah, same for me. Uh, the Echo is one of my many hasty ranks, uh, for sure. Would you put that as your jam of the year right now, Ryan? Or do you have the cap drive? I don't know. I'm not ready to do that yet. I haven't done an AB with the cap drive yet. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that winds up. I said in a text but, thread this well, morning with some friends that it might be the jam of the century. So that, that, I'm just trying to be modest. That, that's a hasty rank. I like that. Trying to be very You're modest. You're good at those. You know? You're good at those. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our Philly recap. Uh, we are back at it tomorrow at 3.30. We'll be talking about tonight's show in Cleveland. Um, you know, we'll see. Hopefully I get some sleep in the next 24 hours um, so I'm able to coherently talk about the, podcast, uh, about the show tonight. Um, you know, hopefully I don't on the line here. Uh, but it's show Ohio. They're going to play uh, an awesome show tonight, whether you're on the couch, whether you're at the show. Uh, obviously, we're very excited because, uh, you know, Goose is on tour. Fourth fourth night, and then we get a night off uh, before they're in Athens. And then, RJ, I know you're hopping back on it at the Ryman. Uh, Vickers, are you going to the Ryman? I forget. No, no. I think the Not next one may be Asbury Park, but we'll see. Nice. All right. Nice. Well, thank you both so much for being on today. I uh, look forward to yeah. having you both back on again soon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you right back here tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th, at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.